Good morning, good morning, and good morning. This is your boy, Phil Holly, coming to you with another episode of Popping Off with Phil, the podcast. So listen, um, it's raining today, and I'm pretty sure many people in Atlanta are excited that it is raining because the pollen count has been ridiculous, but with that rain has come this heat that your boy was not ready for. Like, I am in my car. I'm parked at the moment, but I'm in my car with my air on, with my ventilated seats because I just don't like the heat. But I do like the sunshine. So I'm grateful to wake up in the morning and the sun is shining. I'm grateful to step out at lunchtime and the sun is shining. I'm grateful to get off work and still have several hours of sunshine so it doesn't make me feel like I've wasted the entirety of a beautiful day confined to a building. But my Lord, what a morning. This heat, this 90 degrees, killing me. Um, But it's okay. And and I'm not going to complain because it is better than it being freezing cold and raining every single day. So I'll take what I can get. I won't be that that typical complainer. Uh, Nonetheless, let me tell you about the music that I've gotten the opportunity to experience over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Two weeks ago, I got an opportunity to see Todrick Hall in concert uh, on his Forbidden Tour. It was at the Fox. And let me tell you, it was an amazing, I mean, amazing experience. Um, The boy is bad. The boy is bad. He literally did nonstop music uh, from the time he hit the stage to the time he left. He danced. It was full out. I could definitely tell that the brother was fatigued um, because prior to the Atlanta show, Todrick had done about five or six shows back to back. He actually had just been in Augusta the night before. So for him to be, uh, oh, for him to sound the way that he did live, I mean, the mic was on. It, it was truly amazing. If you don't know who he is, definitely check him out. Grab his album up. Google him. He has a ton of YouTube videos because he's such a creative. Like, it's definitely worth your time. And if you happen to be in a a city um, where this tour is coming, because I think he has a couple of more stateside dates, I would definitely make the sacrifice. The tickets weren't that expensive. I had a great seat. Got a chance to meet him afterwards thanks to a good friend of mine. What's up, Mickey Hizzle? Uh, And it was just an overall great musical experience. And speaking of overall great musical experiences, I got the awesome, life-changing, life-altering, transformative experience (laughs) the other night, Friday at the Foxwood, I got to to see the incomparable, the the evangelist, the prophetess of love song, Miss Anita Baker in concert. When I tell you (laughs) that it was literally like, oh my goodness, it was literally like listening to an album. Like the the, the clarity of her voice. I mean, it it, it was just in pristine shape. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more other than the audience to sing less of her songs because they literally hijacked every song that she sang um to the point where she was just like all right gotta get a piece of the song that I wrote thanks appreciate you um but anyway it the fox was packed there was a lot of love there it was amazing I was with great people I had a blast 
But on the topic of love, let's talk about it. So I think we all know ourselves well. You know, the, the saying is, well, you know yourself better than anyone else. Um, so we know when we are in our feelings. We know when we are uh, are taken by someone. We know that when we're smitten with someone. We know when we're starting to to get that feeling. And boy, play it down. Your boy is starting to, to get the feels. It's crazy because... Timing is so interesting. I literally started this year, embarked uh, on this journey of creating a space for openness, allowing myself to be open to possibilities and opportunities and chances. I've been in Atlanta for 15 years, 11 years, almost 11 years, postgraduate, graduation, undergraduate, undergraduate graduation. Um, um, I've gone to grad school, worked this job, but I know that there's more that I want. I really want an opportunity to fully operate in this space known as arts administration because I feel like I'm called to that work. And so I was like, I have to do something different because I've been here all this time trying to make it work. It's not working. So I have to open myself up to the possibility of going somewhere else. And I've slowly been getting there over the years, but this year I became really serious because I literally created the space in my life to do such. I let my lease go. I'm living with a friend. It's a transition um, and a very interesting one, but I'm very grateful. But nonetheless, it's, it's a different space for me. And just being open, it was important that I did that. And then I met somebody and I'm like, what do you, what do you do in this space where you are very clear about what it is you want to do and you taking these steps to say to God, to say to the universe, you know, whatever you throw my way, I can handle. And then you find yourself in a space where you meet somebody that you like, um, that you enjoy spending time with. And you're like, well, what do I do now? Because they're not necessarily in the same space that I am in terms of transition and ready to move and open to, to new opportunities. And it's like, <sighs> but I'm just trying to figure it out because I don't know is it I've been in this space before where I met someone and you couldn't tell you can tell me that me and this individual weren't going to be together like I just knew it I knew it I had told everybody I told my mama I you know I I knew it and for lack of a better word failure to launch uh, it didn't happen and so in that in that time frame I was also like hey maybe I need to move maybe I need to uproot but I was unwilling to do those things when people were like look at this opportunity I was like child ain't nobody going to where I'm about to be in love I'm about to be I'm about to be on my way to my family my my double income no kids for a little while traveling the world with my with my boo like ain't nobody trying to move to no new city for no job girl I get job anytime and so I I I just kind of threw that to the back burner in terms of like really pursuing the the career and really and and really moving and it was it was not a good idea. <laughs> it was not a good idea, but it was a it was a wonderful learning experience. Um and you can't 
you can't pay for life experiences. Like there's no book, there's no course. You literally have to live that shit. And and I did. And so I'm at that space now where ain't nothing standing in my way. I got I'm I'm I'm, I'm on my way. I'm making these moves and then here we are. So it brought me to this whole space of I think I'm afraid of commitment. Um in terms of investing time in someone else because on the flip side I've also been in spaces where I've met somebody and then I'm like but I'm trying to move and so I do this whole self-sabotaging thing where I'm unavailable (laughs) and um and then that doesn't take off and so now I don't have no relationship or no job so I've been in a situation where I've like sacrificed pursuing a career for a person and then I don't get the person and then I've done the opposite where I've sacrificed the person because I'm in pursuit of this career and then I don't have a career so I'm like okay neither one of these things are working you really need to figure it out but you know me and my friends were talking and I was like I really feel like I have a legitimate fear of commitment and then I was like well let's just call a spade a spade do you have a fear of commitment or are you fearful of the sacrifices you have to make in order to be in a committed relationship and I really think I've landed on the ladder because Listen, I'm a free bird. I'm a free agent. And I have been this way for a long time. And by a long time, I mean my whole adult life. And so when you are accustomed to operating in a space where the only person you have to consider is yourself, it's hard to flip that off. Because there are two things that are extremely important for any relationship to be successful. One of those things is empathy. And the other thing is communication. Um, Empathy is something that we lack on a large scale, meaning the world. As, as, As people of the universe, we lack empathy. But empathy, which connects itself to emotional intelligence, is very important. And I'll give you an example. Mother's Day is a difficult holiday for me. Um... Yes, I have a wonderful bonus mother, but my birth mother is deceased. And all I can recall, all that I remember about Mother's Day is growing up in church and there being on Mother's Day a red flower or white flower. If your mother was living, you wore red flower. If you're, I guess, signifying blood, still flowing, I don't know. If your mother was deceased, you wore white flower. And it was kind of like to honor her, I guess, to signify that she's with the angels. I don't know what the case is. But I was traumatized by that. And I was like, I don't ever want to have to wear no white flower. Like, I want to wear a red flower forever. And so Mother's Day, you know, your timelines are flooded with pictures and surprises and flowers. And I just, it's just tough to watch that shit, to be completely honest. And so a person who's empathetic realizes that I got messages from friends that day that were like, I know today is a difficult day, but you know, know that your mom loves you, know that your mom was proud of you. You know, you have to understand that if I am disconnected or disengaged on that one day a year, that that's not a a, a personal attack towards you and your mother. And so empathy allows you to recognize that and, uh, and be sensitive to that. And so know that if I'm off in my space and I don't want to go to dinner with you and your moms, that it's not that I hate your mom. It's just that I just need to process things emotionally. And so that's important. Next is communication, which is another art form that is completely lost to us as a people. You know, being able to effectively communicate how we feel 
um, about anything, where we want to go, what our goals are in life. And those things are so important in, in a relationship. And back to the whole concept of emotional intelligence, just knowing how you feel emotionally, knowing how another person feels emotionally, um, and, and everything not being turned into like rage or anger or, or you processing someone's emotion as rage or anger. <laughs> it's just that, you know, I'm upset. I'm frustrated. You know, all of these, there's a range of emotion, emotions. There's a spectrum and just being in tune with, I know what this is for me and I identify that. And so let me do what I need to do to make sure that I don't take that out on you or I don't put you in a space where you feel uncomfortable. So those things are important. And not that they are only important in romantic relationships because they are important in platonic relationships, friendships as well, but they are keenly important in romantic situations. And I think that when you have spent this time being single and not having to answer to anybody and really not having to be empathetic because being single allows you to operate in a space where you can be selfish. You do go where you want to go, when you want to go. You do and you are with who you want to be with uh, or you or who you choose not to be with. Like you, just, there's just freedom. And, you know, it's we've convinced ourselves because of the trauma that we've experienced in terms of relationships that that freedom is better than committing to one person and dealing with all of the things that come with building a life with someone else. Creating a friendship, a foundational friendship is extremely important and then building upon that friendship to a space where you are in a loving, healthy uh, relationship with another person. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I honestly believe that I'm ready. And I think many of us are because we all want love. It doesn't matter what anybody says. We all want to feel that feeling. If you've ever even gotten a glimpse of the euphoria that is love, it feels amazing. And you don't want to let that go. Um, but, you know, some of us have been hurt, you know, and, and, and you know, we, we don't, we're not trusting vessels anymore. It's, it's hard to get back to that space where you of vulnerability. Uh, which I think is the problem when, when a person, when I say that there's a fear of growing up, there's a fear of losing this, this freedom that I have to, 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 to be in the world the way that I choose. I really think it's that fear of being vulnerable. So what are your thoughts? How do you feel about this? I know if I thought about it, so let me pose this as if someone asked me this question. And about being in this space. And if, if someone said, hey, Phil, I really like this person. We've, we've been hanging out. We're really, it's a really cool connection. But they want to be in a long-term relationship or they know that they are in search of, of, of experiences that are going to lead them towards love. And I know that I'm in search of this career path that could possibly take me away. What do I do? And I think that my honest assessment with all that I know and what I'm experiencing today, and so as I minister to you, I minister to myself, is living in the moment. I think the best thing to do would be to just live in the moment. Because right now, you don't have a job in another state. (laughs) And 
what if you what if you end up getting a job here then you've thrown away this opportunity or self-sabotaged this opportunity to be with somebody that you actually like being around and hey here's one they actually like being around you so it's like a mutual like it and a mutual like for one another and not this unrequited love um and if you i mean you never know what could happen if you do get a job somewhere else so that is my advice to myself thank you I'm, I've been wonderful to me. I'm my own Ayamla today. I have fixed my life. No, I'm joking. I really want to hear what you have to say. I really want to know what your thoughts are. Hit me up on social media. Send me a message in, in Anchor, the app. Um, what your thoughts are, how you feel about it. What makes a relationship work? Is it really a fear of commitment or is it a fear of vulnerability? Um, send me a Facebook message. I really want to discuss this. Obviously, this is going to be a continuation. Um because there's a lot to talk about. Um, there's a lot to capture. But I'm challenging myself, which is not easy to just be vulnerable and live in the moment. And I, and I, and I admonish you to do the same. Admonish is probably not the right word. I encourage, we'll use encourage. I encourage you to do the same thing if you happen to be in the same space. But definitely hit me up. Let's have a conversation about fear of commitment or fear of vulnerability. All right, peace. Have a great Tuesday.